With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some guys, people uh, rush things, and I like to see the big picture of everything. Prime made him a priority said that they need a left tackle, they need a right tackle to come play right away. The whole recruiting specialist, they all just made a point to me that if you're serious about us, we're serious about Right you. now, I think it's Colorado, FSU, Tennessee, Ohio State, and Oregon. They, they got a shot, they always have a shot. It's prime, you can't say no. Five-star Jordan Seaton from IMG Academy offensive tackle ends up giving his commitment to Coach Prime in Colorado. Welcome into the On3 Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is the inside scoop, and we are back at it. And today, it's Jordan Seaton Day. Did you guys see the big announcement? Jordan Seaton just shocked the world. And I waited to tape today's show because I had a feeling Seaton could pull a surprise, and boy, did he. You see, Jordan Seaton narrowed his list to a top seven about two weeks ago that included Alabama, Colorado, Florida, Ohio State, Oregon, Tennessee, and Maryland. But almost everybody in the industry thought it was a true battle between Ohio State, Oregon, Tennessee, and Alabama. Colorado, Florida kind of sitting on the outside looking in, and Maryland, maybe just an addition. But boy, did we get this wrong, and it happened. Seaton, he said he was going to shock the world, and he did. But if you've been following recruiting long enough, you know that when recruits say we're going to shock the world, about 90% of the time, it goes exactly how we all thought it would. But today was different. Jordan Seaton, the number one offensive tackle in America, five-star prospect, commits to Coach Prime in Colorado. Now, from an X's and O's perspective, Jordan Seaton's going to come in and compete for a starting left tackle position from day one and that's exactly what Colorado fans needed in this class somebody that could come in and make an immediate impact in the trenches massive addition it could be end up being the pillar of this class and potentially the bell cow recruit of this class attracting other talented recruits to Colorado sometimes you need that I mean let's put it aside coach prime he's a great recruiter right But when you can get peer-to-peer recruiting, when you can get a five-star recruit that just committed to your program to go out and recruit other recruits, that is when you really start cooking on the recruiting trail. There's one target that I think Jordan Seaton has in his sights, and that's four-star athlete Boo Carter out of Tennessee, committed to Tennessee. You see, I thought that Boo Carter and Jordan Seaton were going to link up and play their college football together. They, they become great friends throughout this process, but I thought they were going to do it at Tennessee. Now that Jordan Seaton's on the Colorado commit list, maybe it's Boo Carter that's going to flip his commitment. We'll see what happens. Let me know what you guys think. We got a special show cooked up. We're going to cover all the recent recruiting developments, as we always do, and we are setting the table for what should be a very exciting run to the early signing period. So let me know where you're watching from. Tap in below comment section with where you are watching the inside scoop from. I'd love to know where you're at. As always, clock in, lock in. 
Let's get the show started and take a look at the current top 10 recruiting rankings. Now you got Georgia at the top. Dog's been there really since day one. Ohio State at two, Florida State three, Alabama four, four to five. Some minor tweaks to this list. Oregon at six, Texas seven, Oklahoma eight, Notre Dame nine, and Miami 10. Now, right outside the top 10, you got Auburn at 11 and Tennessee at 12. Had today gone differently, if it went the way the experts thought and Jordan Seaton commits to Tennessee, we're talking Tennessee pushing for maybe even a top five class. But right now, they're sitting outside the top 10. All right, today's show, like I said, big one. We're going to go to Gainesville. We're going to go to Tuscaloosa, talk to recruiting experts there. There are big visit weekends taking place in those two cities. And also, Michigan, not throwing in the towel for number one QB, Bryce Underwood. We talked to Zach Libby, who had an exclusive interview with Bryce Underwood himself this week. All right, let's get to it. The Florida Gators are working to get back into the top three before National Signing Day. And this weekend, they got some big dogs on campus. The staff is also playing a little defense with five-star safety, Xavier Philsame. Now, the UF coaches will be in Texas either tomorrow or Saturday to visit with them and try to shut down the Longhorns' advances. Now, we're going to cover all that today with the great Corey Bender of Gators Online. But first, UF fans, do me a favor hit subscribe to the on three recruits channel look at this we're almost to 30k we need your help to get there so please hit subscribe for me all right let's bring on Corey bender from gators online now i want to talk before we get into this weekend's big visit weekend i want to talk about amaris williams and last week keith Niebuhr of gators online put out a story that made it sound like amaris williams was all but gonna flip to ohio state maybe even tennessee but it seems like things have calmed down and the gators got a hold of things does UF have the momentum back in their side? I would say right now, I wouldn't say they have the full momentum, but they definitely feel better than where they have felt in yeah. the last couple of weeks. Um, I would say right now, Auburn is probably Florida's biggest threat right now. Ohio State's still in the picture, but you know, people have looked at this as a recruitment. Is it NIL driven, which I know that will be a factor. Um, relationships are, strong, are obviously a huge thing too, and Florida has that in their favor. I think the X factor could be, Josh, I mean, Georgia's linked to a possible OV on December 15th. That's right before signing day. So that's something you always have to look at, especially for a team like Georgia. But Florida definitely feels better than what they felt in recent weeks. You know, they're there on Tuesday. Uh, multiple coaches were there for an in-home. And then Mike Pearson, who would be his positional coach at Florida, he was there last week. So Florida knows they have a ball in their hands. They're coming. They're obviously going to visit them as much as they can. They have three visits before signing day. But I would say Florida right now, I would say they definitely feel a little bit better. I wouldn't say they feel like they're going to definitely hold on. But I would call it almost like a 50-50 shot right now with Florida at, with 50% uh, mm -hmm. of the shot. And then you have Auburn and, and uh, Auburn and Ohio State kind of battling out too. Yeah, it seemed dire about a week ago, but now it seems like things have solidified at least a little bit there with that recruitment. Now, I Re want to talk to you about Recruiting in 2023. <laughs> I know, I know. It is, it is never ending. Even when you think it's solid, you never really know. Yep. So it, we're going to talk about Xavier Philsame, and, and this kind of yep. goes down that road a little bit as well. Five-star safety from Texas. He's been committed to UF since April but it feels yeah. like it's been trending to Texas the last couple of weeks. But tomorrow, maybe maybe tomorrow or Saturday, I should say, the UF staff will visit the number two ranked safety in the country. How important is that in-home visit for the Gators' chances at keeping Phil Same on that commit list? It's extremely important, Josh. And, you know, that, that official visit to Texas is for next weekend, too. So, you know, Austin Armstrong was in last week. Actually, this past weekend, I think it was last Saturday. Yeah. And then they're going to visit him again, like you said, Friday or Saturday. And, 
from what I've heard, they're going to save that meeting with Billy Napier for next week, more than likely. Um, and that'll be right before he obviously goes to Texas for the official visit. And I, I think right now it's mostly a coin flip for me. I know obviously the kid loves Florida. It was his favorite school growing up. You know, he has family ties to the Orlando area where his mother still lives. So, you know, Florida, you know, given where everything is and Corey Raymond being dismissed, you would look at, you would look at his recruitment and then seeing Florida's success in the field. You would think, man, this guy, he's definitely going to decommit. It really shows where, you know, where his heart is with Florida. So I think it's not going to be easy to flip him, but it's probably 50-50 right now. Um, one one note that, you know, Keith Niebuhr did put on the board that he learned is, you know, his mother lives in Orlando. She'll, she'll be in Austin for that OV as well. So that's an, obviously another little important thing. So both parents will be there. Right now, if I, I think it's truly a coin flip. I don't even think Xavier knows where he wants to go. So I think that in-home and obviously that official visit in Austin is going to be a huge factor. And also, how important do you think a timely DB hire is? Because it kind of seemed like Xavier Philsame's recruitment loosened up when Corey Raymond was let go. So yeah. could a DB hire, if it's made in a timely fashion, keep him away mm -hmm. from that OV to Texas in a week? It could. It could. It really could. I mean, they, they, I would assume by this weekend, you know, there's some, there's a few candidates for the D line job and the DB's coach job. We feel a little bit more confident where everything stands in the DB's coach job. So I think by this yeah. weekend, hopefully they'll have a hire in place and he'll more than likely be on the road. Maybe even this Saturday, if their hires in place, maybe they send them obviously this Saturday and maybe they come see him again next week with that new DB's coach. But there's always that chance. I think right now he's almost trying to find a reason to stay with Florida. That's mm -hmm. kind of the way I read it right now. And, you know, Texas is clicking on all cylinders on the field. Recruiting is going well. So when you're a five-star prospect like that, you have to look at it as more of a business decision, especially nowadays. So I know the kid definitely has a difficult decision to make regardless of where his heart is. But I think definitely, I think that DB's coach hire is going to play a huge role in where he ultimately lands. Yeah, I think if they can make a DB hire this weekend and then roll him out to Texas for an in-home visit with their family the yeah. following week, you know, that might be enough to keep him out of Austin for that official visit. All right, speaking of official visits, it is a big weekend in Gainesville. We tease it at the top. Here's who's going to be there. Cornerback Jameer Grinsley, who's committed to Alabama. Safety Gregory Smith from in-state Riverview High School. Jaden Ball, an Arkansas running back commitment, and a big defensive lineman from Blinn Community College, Brian Taylor. All right, Corey, Jameer Grimsley. We felt like this one was fading, but he's showing up in Gainesville for this official visit. How do you feel right now about UF's chances in flipping Grimsley? Inside Scoop fans, I got to tell you about something that has changed my fall football season for the better, and that's HelloFresh. I've been trying HelloFresh recently, even as recently as last night, and I have no idea why I waited so long. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's no America's number one meal kit. And let's face it, we're busy during the fall. You guys know the routine. You work all week and then you watch football all weekend. A busy fall schedule doesn't always leave you time to go to the grocery store. And with HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. With their quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals, you can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. It's also cheaper. A new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. This week, I was in the kitchen chefing it up like you know I do, and when I get home from work, the last thing I want to do is really go to the grocery store. 
all the ingredients, they were right there at my doorstep. I didn't have to buy, I didn't have to wait in line, I didn't have to throw out all the extras that you always have. And anything I cook is delicious, but I gotta tell you, HelloFresh makes it so easy and so fast. I don't know if I'll be going back to the grocery store anytime soon. So here's what I need you guys to do. Go to hellofresh.com forward slash 50 Josh Newberg and use code 50 Josh Newberg for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, I have no idea why I waited so long. Right now, I'd probably say it's probably a 70-30 in favor of Alabama. I know with him, I know he was kind of disappointed with Florida season. You could tell like he was really hoping for more. Almost kind of give him a reason to give Florida a stronger look throughout the season, but obviously the results weren't there. I think right now, I think with this official visit, it's going to be everything. You know, when he went for the FSU game, that was his first game inside the Swamp. And even though Florida lost, he still was, you know, taken aback by the atmosphere, his whole experience. And this weekend, he'll be able to sit down and spend an extended amount of time with the staff. But, you know, with having Corey Raymond out there, that was his main contact. They spoke every day. So Florida definitely, it was definitely kind of a, a gut punch, you know, when they lost him as far as where they stood with him. But, you know, Billy Napier is still actively recruiting him. Austin Armstrong, the defensive coordinator, is supposed to visit him today. So Florida's the only school that has a, a shot at flipping him. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But they have it set up where they get the last OV, and they're going to see him next week too. So it, it, it's I think right now Alabama feels really good, but I wouldn't close the door on Florida's chances just yet. All right. Now we'll move on to another DB, Gregory Smith from Riverview down there in Sumner, Florida. And, he kind of flew under the radar for much of the season, but his recruitment is starting to blow up. Can UF close this weekend? Because I know they got a good shot at him, and you know you don't want other programs coming in. Is this one that they could close on this weekend? I think so, Josh. He announced his commitment date. You know, it's not far from now. It's I think it's the thirteenth. Um, right. I believe so next week. Um, it could be. It'd be one of those situations too. Florida might say, "Hey, we have other DBs on the board too, but we want you. Can you jump on board now to solidify yeah. it?" So I think with a kid like that who's kind of hasn't really experienced the recruiting process, maybe like some others, could kind of get persuaded like that and camp and say, "Hey, this is where I want to go. I'm just going to do it now." So I think right now he's probably the most one of the most likely additions in this class. And like you said, Josh, six foot four, he's a fellow of the radar. Plays a lot of quarterback too, so he's kind of like an overall an athlete. But I spoke to a source close to the um, to the program who they raved about this kid's long-term potential. They think he's a kid that can even outplay his four-star ranking where he is now. So I know the staff is extremely high in him, and he's a kid they'll take regardless of who's on the board. Hmm. All right, now we move on to running back Jaden Ball. There's been a lot of talk on him on Gator message boards about a potential flip mm -hmm. from Arkansas. What are we feeling coming into this official visit, and who's the biggest competition for Ball? I would say it's Florida and Arkansas, and I think right now the relationships at Arkansas are very strong. Coach Smith, you know, the one of the assistant coaches at Arkansas, that's obviously a big deal. He's been committed since May, Ball has, so he's kind of – he's been obviously up to their campus a bunch of times. The relationships are strong. Both teams obviously didn't have the best season on the field, so not, neither program could really sell that as far as saying, like, hey, the where the program sits and what we showed on the field. I think it's going to come down to relationships and obviously the opportunity to play – and, you know, from what we've heard at Gears Online, he's been tracking, you know, Trevor Etienne. I know he's linked to possibly going the portal. Maybe that has a final impact as far as where that yeah. depth chart is at Florida. It makes it a little bit more intriguing. But I think right now you go into this visit this weekend, it's – I give probably 55% Arkansas um, and obviously the 45% to Florida. It's close, though. It's very close. Jabbar Jalut, the running backs coach at Florida – that relationship is very strong. He calls him very genuine, like a father-type figure. So I think this weekend he's going to have a lot to think about, and I think it's going to be very close. But if he stayed with Arkansas or flipped, neither one would surprise me it's that close. 
Yeah, you're giving a close edge to Arkansas before the visit. So maybe by the time yeah. the visit's over, the Gators are the ones with the slight edge. We'll see how that yeah. one shakes out coming out of the visit. Um, one more prospect we have to talk about, defensive lineman Brian Taylor from Blinn Community College. Only three-star, but the way these defensive linemen are coming off the board, there's just not many of them out there, and his recruitment is blowing up. What are you hearing in terms of him and the Gators? Yeah, I think Florida right now, they're probably the number two scorer. Now, Georgia was the leader after the OV in Athens. Yep. And when I spoke to him after his um, time at Florida for the Florida State game, he didn't say Georgia was the leader. He said, obviously, they're up there, but Florida was right there, too, and they made a move. All sources kind of indicate that, you know, Georgia has a, you know, they plan on signing a big defensive line class this cycle. And he's one of those guys that, hey, whoever jumps in, they still want that guy, a junior college guy who can play before the others. So he's still, a neat, even though, you know, Georgia flipped Nazir Johnson from Florida. Um, this is a guy they still want. So I still give the edge to Georgia a little bit. And obviously with Florida not having the D-line coach, that's another X factor. But on Monday, Austin Armstrong, the D.C., and Kelly James, who's a defensive line assistant, they saw him on Friday. And when I spoke to Brian yesterday, it didn't seem like the four-year Sean Spencer doesn't have too much of an effect on his recruitment. So I think this weekend there's a lot of questions that need to be answered about Florida yeah. and his projected fit with them. And it should come down to this weekend, though. Well, like I said, a big visit weekend in Gainesville. Gator fans, let me know. Comment section below. You have anybody on Commit Watch? How do you think they do this weekend? Let us know. Comment section below. All right, Corey Bender, thank you for dropping by the Inside Scoop. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Who could be the next big-time recruit to commit to Alabama? Well, Nick Saban is firing up the private jet for recruiting season as we speak, and he's making some important in-home visits this week. We're going to break it all down in this video with the great Tim Watts from Bama Online. But first, Alabama fans, do me a favor. Hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're growing this thing. We're almost at 30K. We need your help to get there. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right. Tim Watts from Bama Online. Hugh Freeze is being a little pesky. He's already flipped one five-star from Bama, and he's looking for more. So mainly the two targets that he's trying to flip is Jeremiah Beeman, four-star defensive lineman, and five-star 2025, currently 2025, wide receiver Ryan Williams. Uh, let's start with Jeremiah Beeman. How big of a priority is he right now for Alabama to hold on to? And in the end, do you think he ends up flipping or sticking? Yeah, he'll end up sticking. I mean, he closed his recruitment late last night, met with Saban. And, you know, a lot of this is what's going to happen is when you go to meet, Saban's a big deal knocking on that <laughs> front door. I mean, there's other coaches, but Nick Saban sitting in the house, solidifying all that, you know, because there's been months of people putting doubt in recruits' minds. So when you sit down and hear it from the head guy, it's a little bit different. I mean, Auburn put the full court press on him. Uh, absolutely a top priority for them. I, I've never felt that he wasn't going to end up at Alabama. He did go to Auburn for an official visit, but he went back to the Iron Bowl, said he's rooting for Alabama, said all the right things um, other than the official visit. You know, and the thing is, he said he was going to take official visits. So wasn't some shock. And it's also a good sign when a kid's communicating with Alabama, with a school, any kid committed to a school, if he's communicating them, the ones you have to worry about is, you know, is if they pop up on the campus and you didn't know about it. But all the feedback from Jeremiah has been positive with Alabama. Okay, now Ryan Williams, the 2025 five-star commitment, and he has he put out a note on Instagram over the weekend saying that he has a big announcement to come. It was a nine-day countdown. Now I think we're down to about four or five days left in that countdown. So what are you expecting Ryan Williams to announce next week? Yeah, I don't think he's announcing he's flipping. I think that Ryan's, you know, he's worked, and he said it early on, and we've known about this for, you know, almost, you know, nine months that – 
he at least wanted to have the option of reclassifying. He never said he was or he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He wanted to have the option, but it's a lot of work to do to get to that position. Um, he said he had an announcement after the state championship game. So, you know, we're not going to ruin his moment. I'm not exactly sure. He hasn't told us 100% for sure what he's going to do, but I don't think he's flipping. I mean, he's committed to Alabama, so he wouldn't be committed to Alabama. So I think he's got an announcement. Also, you're dealing with teenagers, you know. I have teenagers. Their big announcements aren't always the announcements that the adults think are big. So <laughs> it is big news for him, but I think it's been speculated on a lot leading up to that decision. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, Auburn fans are out there just hoping it's a lot bigger than just a reclassification note. But uh, that being said, how do you consider Ryan Williams' commitment status right now? He has taken a bunch of visits to Auburn. He does tell all the Auburn writers the right things when he speaks to him. So how do you consider Ryan Williams' commitment status? Unless I've missed it, it looks like Ryan mainly talks to the Auburn people when he walks out of the facility. When yes. he's on a, a visit there, I mean, he picks up the phone for us. You know, we get updates and we get stuff. I mean, it's kind of been a good sign. We haven't really had to track him down. And mm -hmm. he said all the right things to Alabama. He's recruiting for Alabama. Um, talking to kids currently is this week, this weekend. He's talked to kids trying to get them to go to Alabama. So we've always considered him firm. Now, we understand Auburn's got some optimism over there. And, you know, that they had optimism with Perry Thompson, ended up flipping him. But they also had optimism with Jeremiah Beeman and never, you know, never really were in that one, in my opinion. So I think it just, you know, it's, it's a teenager. Anything can happen when recruiting. But again, if I'm, if I'm betting, I'm betting that he's going to stick with Alabama. Um, and there's still a couple of weeks to figure this whole thing out. But right now I feel like he's Alabama's to lose. All right. Thanks for clarifying that. Now we want to know who could be the next to commit to Alabama. And Sam Spiegelman says four-star running back Kawan Lacey is closing in on a decision. He's a top 100 player, number 85 ranked overall, former Nebraska decommitment, and it really looks like it's coming down to three teams, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Alabama. And Nick Saban goes in home today. Tim, you kind of hit on what happens when Nick Saban goes in home for a visit like this. Can Alabama close it out with Lacey? Yeah, I think they did a really good job. And if you follow the dominoes, the tea leaves, Alabama went to see him at his school still committed to Nebraska. Alabama mm -hmm. offered him a scholarship, set up an unofficial visit for him to come, and then he decommitted. So Alabama's definitely a factor in this. Robert Gillespie does a really good job. We saw that last year with Justice Haynes and Richard Young, two very elite-type prospects, building a good relationship with them. I think Alabama's in a good space with Kiwan. I still think there's some recruiting to go. We're so close. You know, I think you're going to hear that term a lot. There's still some recruiting to do yeah. because, again, in-home visits, I mean, that's going to go be important for not just Alabama, but for every school. Also, you got NIL offers that are going to go out. you got a lot of factors factoring in with every recruit. But I think Alabama's did a really good job with Lacey. Um, curious to see if he comes back for an official visit before his decision. I think that would be a tell sign if he does. So we're watching that. But I think Alabama's did a really good job so far. All right. Well, Alabama fans, let me know what you guys think. Comment section below. Is Kawan Lacey the next commitment? Maybe Jordan Seaton. How are you guys feeling about this class right now? Let me know. Comment section below. Tim Watts, it's going to be a busy two weeks on Bama Online. Thanks for dropping by the inside scoop today. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. Is Michigan's late push for Bryce Underwood enough to sway the momentum from LSU? We'll find out because I got Michigan insider Zach Libby on the show 
And about two hours ago, he sat down for an exclusive one-on-one with five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood. So it sounds like Michigan is making one last run. We're going to talk to Libby all about it. But first, Michigan fans, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. They're saying a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks. We need you to be part of it. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right. Bring on Zach Libby from the Wolverine. Now, Zach, we know LSU's been training on the recruiting prediction machine, but you just spoke to him. So does it sound like Michigan is making one final push to turn this recruitment around? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, just last week, Underwood returned to Michigan for the Ohio State game, which was his first visit back to Ann Arbor since the late July barbecue at the Big House. Um, We talked about that in depth. You know, quarterbacks coach Kirk Campbell was with him, you know, just continuing to have a close connection with each other, right? Like it's, it began in January when mm-hmm. Campbell was out there on staff. Um, Underwood got there early in the morning, so he was able to do some pregame festivities that the big, ho- you know, the big house can offer. Um, seeing the stands packed, you know, for such mm-hmm. a huge, seeing the first half with all those fans there and really getting a chance to see an offense that's more balanced, right? Like we've been talking to Underwood quite a bit this fall and summer and throughout the spring, to be honest, about just hearing and seeing in practice just how much of a commitment the passing game is for Michigan under uh, Kirk Campbell and J.J. McCarthy. So um, that was good to see. You know, obviously, J.J. threw a touchdown in the first half, so Underwood got to see that. And uh, J.J.'s ascension in progress and progression as a quarterback is impressing Underwood, too. So, um, you know, 2024 quarterback, uh, commit Jane Davis was there 2025 yeah. quarterback Carter Smith was there so Underwood had great things to say about Jane Davis specifically so um, you know it was a really good visit he had a really good time and I think he was really impressed with what um, a big game like that uh, uh, is presented in Ann Arbor all right so it was a crazy day in the Michigan market because you were at Belleville High School interviewing Bryce Underwood but there's also reports out there today that Bryce Underwood was on campus in Ann Arbor, potentially meeting with the staff. Can you clear that up? Was Underwood at Michigan on Tuesday? Rivalry season is here and you better have your tickets. There's still some great games left in the season, but you know what's not great? Finding last minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season ends. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your favorite team's biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last minute tickets. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code inside scoop to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code inside scoop for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed I asked him specifically if he visited Michigan earlier before I saw him and he said I wasn't there okay. and then I asked yes I, I can confirm that 
<laughs> All right. You know, sometimes these rumors get out of control, but it seems like he did not make that visit. So do you think that being said, do you think that the Michigan staff can get him back to Ann Arbor before the dead period hits in about 10 or 12 days? Yeah, right. Like less than two weeks before, um, you know, no more visits. That's yeah. um, a really short time period to swing momentum. But, you know, there's Michigan is doing everything possible to swing it back its way. Mm-hmm. 11, un- 11 total unofficial visits, including the game day visit, including two days at the barbecue. Like Michigan is not waving the white flag. Um, you know, sources that I've spoken to said, you know, they're giving it their best. They're giving it their best. Um, they still feel good. Um, you know, for a kid who's 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes away from campus and has grown so familiar with that environment and just gotten to know so many people inside that program, including a teammate in Jeremiah Beasley, the linebacker yeah. commit for Michigan in 2024 class. So there's a lot of familiarity and Michigan has refused to uh, give up on potentially landing the number one player in the 2025 class that's in keep them home. All right. We know there's a lot of LSU fans that are interested in, in what you're saying here. So in your opinion, I mean, you were just with Bryce about two hours ago. Do you still think that LSU is the favorite heading into that January 6th decision? Yes. I've, been, I've kind of been leaning LSU ever since the game day visit. And quite frankly, this past month too, like he, you know, there's so much in play for LSU, not including Jane Daniels, not including potentially having a number one 2025 recruiting class and all the weapons that could be right. with Bryce. Um, you know, just the the lure of playing for the SEC and everything else, the family's liking of Baton Rouge, um, the, the coaching staff's push for him. It's just there's a lot in play. And I, I know I haven't made a pick, but I still lean towards the Tigers. Hmm. All right, last question. How involved is Jim Harbaugh, or how involved is he allowed to be in this recruitment right now? So he's actively recruiting, right? Like, he got done with his suspension, um, Mm -hmm. which was the Ohio State game. Um, He was at an in-home visit with Jeremiah Beasley on Sunday. Um, Right now, which is Tuesday, he's in Burley, Idaho, with Titans coach Grant Newsom and wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy for an in-home with top 100 wide receiver Gallon Bear, who decommitted from Boise State not too long ago. And he's a priority. So Harbaugh is on the road. You know, he is making a big effort this month to uh, land, you know, 24 uh, targets Mm -hmm. and, you know, get that 25 class uh, going. But, um, you know, in terms of Underwood, I did ask him if he's spoken to Harbaugh in recent weeks, and he said no. Um, Keep in mind, too, Harbaugh wasn't, at the game during his OSU visit because he was still suspended. Sure. So um, I did ask him too, do you plan on getting him, you know, getting on the phone with Harbaugh soon? And he said, possibly so. Um, you know, it kind of, it, you know, from my perspective, I feel like it will happen. We'll just see when it will happen um, because, you know, Harbaugh is always the closer in these recruitments. Um, he's, he's had a track record of doing so. Um, he's really good at it. So I fully expect them to to personally connect, whether it's on the phone, maybe on a visit before the 18th of the, when the dead period starts on campus, but somehow, some way, I fully expect them to, to connect. Mm. All right. Well, we will just have to see what happens as Michigan tries to close in on their 24 class. They are also trying to close in on the number one quarterback in the 25 class. So Zach Libby from the Wolverine. Thanks for dropping by the inside scoop with all this intel on Bryce Underwood. Appreciate it, Josh. Thanks.
Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.